I believe truly that what we put out into the world matters. So I think if I show up authentically and energetically and put positive things in the world, then that that will come back to me. And that's what I want to surround myself with. In Your Element is a teen-hosted podcast covering conversations with our allies. I'm your host, Abby Jones, and I get to chat with some of the most inspiring educators, creators, and changemakers reflecting on their teen years, what makes them feel the most in their element daily, and things that they wish they had known as a teenager. This podcast is a sister organization with The Element Collective. The Element Collective hosts virtual and in-person workshops providing mindfulness, movement, creativity, fun, and other tools that high school-age girls need to love themselves, own their authenticity, and tap into who they truly are. More approachable than traditional group therapy or school clubs, Element Collective founders Mary Allard and Kylie Roswell base their approach on the five elements and create a safe and playful environment for girls to connect with themselves and others. Because when each of us are in our element, magic happens. If you're interested in being a part of any of the Element Collective events or joining our Element community, like me hosting this podcast, or even Gabby who produced the music that you're hearing now, you can follow this podcast wherever you listen, connect with us on Instagram at Element Collective, or check us out at elementcollective.com. That's E-L-L-E-M-E-N-T Collective. It is so nice to have you on the Element podcast and to get to talk to you today. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. So you and my mom met a few months ago now, and she could not stop raving about you. So we figured <laughs> that we would want to get you on the podcast so everybody else can be obsessed with you. That is so, that is so <laughs> sweet. I love that, like, it's because I I told just a horribly embarrassing story about myself and that, yeah, people were like, yes, this is the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, relatable stuff is always, like, the easiest to connect over. Right? Like, we all are embarrassed and vulnerable, and so I do find it to be the most relatable <laughs> thing to connect you to people. Yeah, I will have you tell that story here in a minute as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, of right. course, of course I will. Yes. Um, before that, tell me all about what you do. I know you have a pretty cool job, and you're, like, a super lively person. So tell me all about you as a person. So I am a voice actor, so that covers the span of projects from commercials and promos and video games and animation and um, basically anywhere that you hear a voice, that is my world. Um, it's super cool. Um, I feel like I have the most fun job in the world and I'm so grateful because I did not know growing up that this was even a job. I think like a lot of these things, I mean, now like celebrities are doing animated movies and stuff. So now it's like that voice acting is a thing that people know about, but like 
Not so much when I was growing up. I think like you don't really pay attention to how many times you hear voices around you. And then uh, it never occurred to me that that was someone's job to do that. And then I grew up and got to do that for some reason. Um, so that's what I do. I've done it for 20 years now, which is insane because I am only 20 years old. Um, no, <laughs> I, um, I am much older than that. Um, but you don't look I, any older. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Um, uh, no, I am 40. I am so proud. Um, but I have been doing this since I got out of college and I am, uh, it, it is a joy. I love talking about it. I love sharing about it. I love teaching people how to do it. Cause I just think it's such a gift to love what you do every day. And I wish that for everyone in the world. I love that so much. Um, <laughs> That's so beautiful. So how did you, like, happen to come into such an amazing job? Tell me all about the path. Yes. So, you know, what I will stress is that authenticity and me being me is the reason I have the job that I have right now. And and I know that is like, I feel like such bad advice is given to like actors all the time of like, you need to do this and you need to, you need to be this and you need to transform and do this thing. And had I, had I been smart enough to do any of those things, I was just some <laughs> little podunk kid from like a little town in Tennessee. But I think we're doing humans a disservice when we try to like tell them to be something that fits in a certain box. Um, the reason I say like authenticity and me being me got me to where I am is I, I grew up in a small town in Tennessee, wonderful, wonderful little town called Cookville, went to college at the University of Tennessee. And while I was in college, I worked at Dollywood. Um, Dolly is the queen of all now, which is so cool. Cause I was like, Oh, back in the day, like all of us Tennessee kids knew this, but it wasn't, she wasn't like the patron saint of the world that she is now. Anyway, I worked at Dollywood while I was in college. And um, I remember when I graduated from college and I moved out to LA, I was so, I was so embarrassed that I didn't go to some fancy acting school, that I didn't have credits from anything that I felt that was worthwhile, right? Because you, the terrible thing that all of us do to ourselves is compare ourselves to everyone else in the world, right? So I'm just like all of the little gung-ho actors like me that moved to LA when we were, you know, 22, they're out of college and they're, they went to these fancy acting programs. I, you know, I went to football games at UT and I worked at Dollywood and I did plays here and there, but like, I wasn't the star of them. I wasn't, you know, so I just didn't feel like I had anything that I could be like, see, look at this piece of paper that proves that I'm good at this. Right. But I wanted to do it and I decided to just show up. And I remember this one, one thing that I had to do and like we had to bring a resume to it or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, I got University of Tennessee and Dollywood on it. And let me tell you, 
Since then, I've done gobs and gobs and gobs of amazing projects. And, uh, but I will tell you to this day, every director that I work with, every, every, everything that I do in voiceover, they are all like, girl, tell me about Dollywood. Let me, what did you do? What is it like? Oh my goodness, you worked at Dollywood, right? And so I just, I, I know I took a long time to get there, but I wanted to stress that like so often, and it breaks my heart to think about this, that like little beautiful 22 year old me was so embarrassed about not having something that I thought I was supposed to have, but really what I had just naturally was enough. It was enough. And not only was it enough, it was like so impressive to everyone. So I just, my hope is that everyone just knows like wherever you're from and however you grew up, your story matters and where you came from matters and everything that came together to make you, you matters because if I'd have chased trying to be like everyone else, there's no way, there's no way I would have a career. But then it was like, ah, oh, did you get Dollywood in your project? You know? So, so it became this thing that was just like, set me apart. And then I got to go in and show that I could do the job. And then it was like, well, great. We love her. She can do the job. Let's keep hiring her, you know? So man, just be you and please don't be embarrassed of the things that make you you because it's the stuff that makes you so magical and special and sets you apart from everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I was like, she reminds me a lot of somebody. I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Dolly Parton. Yes. That's exactly where it is. Because <laughs> oh, she's the best. She's the no, best. No, literally. Everybody uh. should aspire to be exactly like her. I know. I know. She's wonderful. She's amazing. In, in every way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's such an interesting background story. I love that so much. Yeah. And, you know, really the way, I mean, I had kind of a roundabout way after that. So I moved out to L.A., I started doing comedy because I was just like, well, I don't know what I'm doing, whatever. So I started doing comedy and then... Through doing comedy and learning how to improvise, I got repped by a voiceover agent that was like, hey, I think you'd be really good at this. Um, improvisers tend to be really good at voiceover. And I was like, cool, what's that? <laughs> like, because I didn't, you know, while I didn't know how to do voiceover, I was, thank goodness, smart enough to know that I had a really good opportunity that somebody was like, I'll rep you if you want to do this. And I was like, well, great. I don't want to mess up this opportunity. So let me learn what I'm doing. So I went and took a class and then I found out I really loved it. And then, um, that was kind of it. Then I started, you know, auditioning for things on a regular basis. And luckily I feel like I came in still at a time when, you know, no one said they wanted to be a voice actor, right? Like no one knew that this was this thing. So I kind of got in at this time before the whole industry kind of blew up. And now like, oh my goodness, like game releases are bigger than movie releases. So it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that that's kind of how all that happened is that, you know, I was doing something that I was having fun with. So I was doing comedy 
not really knowing how to get to where I wanted to be and not even knowing that voice acting was a thing. And then I was fortunate enough to have an agent see me and be like, I think, I think that little podunk one might be good at this. <laughs> so um, that worked out for me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, tell me about your favorite projects that you've worked on. Oh, oh, that's so hard. That's so hard. I wish I could pick one from every, oh, from every area. Um, okay, I'll start with this one. Anime is so huge now. Um, yeah. And the first anime that I did was this anime called Erased. Um, it's this mystery. It's awesome. Go watch it. It's incredible. So uh, anyway, I played the mom. And, and what was so awesome about she was so funny. She's like, she embarrasses her kid all the time. And it's like, she's just raw. And what was so fun about that for me is that, like, I, I had been – voice acting for years and years and years and the casting director of that like actually requested me to read for that even though I'd never done an anime before because she was like I think this is a really good fit for her and so then I come in and and then it's this big show and it's so uh phenomenal and it's really funny and and uh thriller and uh I had so much fun doing it in this new medium that I had never done and so then from that I got cast in this other movie called A Silent Voice that is beautiful. And so I play another like badass mom in that. And then I ended up winning like um, best supporting actress in a movie in that one. And nice. so it was like this really cool new area that I'd never been in um, that kind of springboarded into all these like cool moms that I got <laughs> to play. Um, so those are super fun. Um Mortal Kombat is one that uh, everybody knows. That one's special to me. I play Frost in Mortal Kombat. Um, I'm in Big City Greens. A lot of people watch that. I, I play this like motorcycle chick skids in that. Um, I have literally voiced thousands of commercials. So like randomly in your car, guaranteed, I have like told you about McDonald's or Progressive or Taco Bell. Every car that can be sold, I have <laughs> sold it to you at some point. So yeah, those are those are a lot of them. Um super fun. Awesome. <laughs> cool. I don't generally watch animes, but I feel like I have to watch that now. Oh go watch Erased. It's All right, so good. Okay. It's so I love good. <laughs> Yes, I, will. I think it's on Hulu. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Okay. It's great. All right. <laughs> Everybody go check that out then. Yay! <laughs> cool. So I heard that you <laughs> maintain a plant-based diet. Yes. So <laughs> let me... Yes. So I I was fully vegan. I am not anymore because my doctor was like, girl, you got to have some iron. So <laughs> I do, <laughs> on occasion, I do um, integrate some clean meats in, but it is awesome. Oh my goodness. I had no idea. And like, also, y'all, I grew up in a small town in Tennessee. Like we right. did not we didn't do this. It was like you, it's a meat and three. You have meat and then three other things on your plate. Like that's what our meals are. So it was a really, it was a big shift doing that. But you guys, I have never felt better. Um, 
Health-wise, it's amazing. For our climate, it's amazing. If everyone ate plant-based once a week, once a week, it would dramatically change our world and you would feel better. And um, so, yes, I I can't say that I'm fully vegan anymore because, like I said, my doctor, um, and I think that's important to say too because I think that like um, our society has like, we just love being like, no, you're not. I saw you eat some meat, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, you guys, it's okay. Everyone's body is different and we need different things and we need to be nourished in different ways. But like overall, if you can get more plants into your diet, you will be much happier and healthier. And so will our planet. True. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. So I feel like we have to get you to tell your embarrassing story now. Oh my goodness. Because we've built up to it. Okay. So um, <laughs> I like, uh, I was going in for this video game and uh, they had sent out a script. I, I recorded myself doing the lines and they were like, cool. Yes, we love that. Come back in. So I had a call back that was in person with all um, the whole team. So I'm, I'm so ready to go in and be like, I'm going to nail this. This is, this is going to be a career making role for me. So I went in and the callback was mocap. Um, so what that means for people that don't know what mocap is, is like motion capture. So it's like those suits that have the balls all over right. them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So it had to be in person. I'm used to being behind a microphone where I just am like, great. I, I can do anything behind a microphone. Uh, not used to going in person and having to use my limbs. So, but I'm like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm here. I'm doing this. So I go through the whole audition, go through the scenes that we've done. I'm feeling really, really good about it. And I'm about to leave. And they're like, Hey, so, um, you know, can you just, uh, can you just walk for us and y'all, I don't know if you have ever had anyone in your life ask you to walk, but somehow when they ask me to do this thing that I do naturally every day of the world, my, my legs are just like, we don't know what that is. We don't know what to do. So I, I, I cannot process it. I'm just like, I don't understand. So I do the weirdest, like my body's turned toward them. I'm kind of crossing my legs over each other. I'm squatting in a weird way that my knees never bend when I walk. So I'm doing all this weird stuff. And in my head, I'm like, girl, get it together. Get it together. You're losing losing them. You're losing them. You're going to lose this role. So I get across to the other side and I'm like, how do I make this better? Uh, let me just walk back the other way. Cause I can do it better this time. You guys, I did it worse that time. This, I was like, just fed, like made dead eye contact with them the whole time while my body was just like crumbling in front of me. And uh, so anyway, um, I had never, planned on having to practice walking because I was just like, I didn't learn these scenes. So uh, what was so great, great about this is that now um, I didn't get the role, you guys. I did not book it. And now that casting director um, uses that as a cautionary tale when she teaches classes. She's like, um, uses me as the example of the worst, worst 
she's ever seen. And so like when you come in for these, um, maybe practice walking as well as learning your lines because you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want your body to crumble and, and your legs stop working. Um, yeah, like mine. So it's fine. I love that casting director. We're still friends. And I think it's hilarious that I am legitimately the example of the worst yeah. ever. What not to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that is pretty funny um cool so going back into talking about you and how you got here the question that we ask all of our guests is um if you could go back in time and give your teen self some advice what would you tell yourself or what do you wish you had known when you were a teen i would hug my little self. And I would say, honey, stop worrying. You're doing everything right. I spent so much time. I wasted so much time worrying what the right thing to do was. And and I don't mean this in like a, in the sense of like getting in trouble. It's not that. It was just like, you know, I was like so concerned on like the right step to take for my path and my career and my journey. And I wish that I could have told her to relax, enjoy the ride, because what is supposed to happen is more beautiful than you could have even micromanaged for yourself. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> um, I think like all of the, the most wonderful things that have happened in my life have just come into my life and shook my life up. And it's not that I had to do anything crazy to get them, right? Like, so my job, for example, ag again, I have the greatest job in the world. I did not know this was a job when I was in college, right? I spent so much time like worrying about what, what does my major need to be? And what do I need to like get a degree in? And I was stressed about it all the time because I felt like, you know, little 19 year old me was supposed to know all of that because I think we put that on kids. I think we put that on 19 year olds who are graduating high school. We're like, what do you want to be? What for the rest of your life? Figure it out right now. And I just would love to hug myself and be like, girl, you don't know what you want to be and that's okay. And so I think like all of the worry about where, where you go on your path I would love to relax out of that so much and not put that much pressure on myself because you don't know what you want at 18. I'm such a different person. I, I've lived several different lifetimes and all of them have been perfect and exactly what they were supposed to be. And while I did enjoy them, I wish I'd given myself the grace of not worrying about them so much in the moment or worrying about like, well, I should be here or I should be doing this rather than just being like, you know what, baby girl, you are exactly where you're supposed to be and you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And the opportunities that come up are coming up because they are here for you. It's not because you had to beat yourself up to get them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a junior in high school, almost 17, I am exactly right there where I'm like, dude, I don't know. You don't have to um, know. 
Yeah. Let me, let me, you be me. I'm going <laughs> to hug you right now. You don't have to know. It's going to change a million times. And that's okay. That's okay. It should for us to have these full, vibrant lives. I think it should. We're different people. We, we grow and we learn and we evolve. And you don't have to know right now. What you want to do right now can change in five years. It can be the same and that's fine too. But giving yourself the grace and the freedom to just exist in that and not be like, well, I have to do this because this is the way the path is supposed to look. It, there is no there is no path the way that it's supposed to look. It's just your life and you get to live it joyfully or you get to live it worrying and afraid. And I prefer the joyful path. That's fair. <laughs> um, I technically have two more questions, but <laughs> my yeah. last major question for you is um, you're obviously so, like, just everything about you is so authentic and amazing and beautiful. What would you say, like, helps you throughout the day, like, stay, we would say, in your element I don't know how to word it, but I think you get where I'm going. Yeah, no, that's so that's so kind. Um, I, yeah, I'll I'll take a stab at it. Um, I think <laughs> you know, I I think a lot of it is natural. Like I was always, I was a very energetic kid, and but I will also say that I actively seek out having a good time. And I think that's really important too. I, I did spend a good chunk of years like after high school in college and into my early professional career hustling so much and forgetting being like, well, having a good time and having fun is not as important as accomplishing these things. And I think that's backwards. Like I really do. And even in, in the midst of those, I still like would actively seek out people that were positive and made me feel good. And, and I, um, I believe truly that what we put out into the world matters. So I think like if I show up authentically and energetically and put positive things in the world and that that will come back to me and that's what I want to surround myself with and I think that's hard too because there are people that you have to like edge out of your life that if they're not fulfilling and they're they're dragging you energetically and like they're adding negativity to your space like I think you you have to protect yourself and I think I've been very intentional about who I surround myself with and having this like powerhouse group of women, best friends that are just, you know, everybody is everyone's biggest cheerleader and we all lift each other up. And, and I, I want to be a part of a place where people feel loved and welcomed and supported. So I try to show up like that. I think that it's so easy to blame that on other, like, I feel this because you this, right? I, I think that you have to take a lot of responsibility and like, I want to exist in this headspace and I want to exist in this energetic space. And so I'm going to show up like that. And some people make it really hard and some people make it really easy. And so I'm going to gravitate to the people that are also giving that back to me, right? So showing up is the energy and the positivity that you want to be. And I think that like when you're growing up and you're learning your personality and who you are, looking back, like I have never, ever in my life been upset by being kind to people 
right? Like even if it doesn't feel cool in the moment, even if it, it like was hard, I have never, ever regretted being kind to someone. But there are plenty of times I can look back on and I regretted when I didn't go out of my way to make someone else feel better. So I think that just like showing up the way that you want the world to be, and it's really hard right now. Like it's, it gets really hard, but like, I think believing that like, if we all showed up the way that we wanted the world to be, it would, it would make it better. Does that answer your question? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It totally does. 100%. So my final question for you um, is I'm sure that our listeners are going to want to be able to interact with you more. So where can they, where can they find you in the virtual world? <laughs> oh, great. So I, you guys remember I am 40. So I uh, – <laughs> probably have nerdy accounts. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I, I'm i at That So Cravens on both of them. Instagram is just a lot of pictures of my cats. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I Instagram stalked you before <laughs> doing this and I was like, yep, choose my kind of lady. Oh, good. <laughs> Lots of cats. Um, uh, but uh, yes, you absolutely can. You know, I actually like Twitter, I don't, I don't get into like Twitter wars or anything, but I do actually like a lot of my like voiceover students and whatever. I actually do connect with a lot of people on Twitter, um, even though I'm not like someone who tweets all the time. Um, right. So those, those are the two places I am. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Any, <laughs> anything for our female leaders who are speaking up, I am all, all over it. We appreciate it. (laughs) 